summer, when home was strange, sorrowful mood, sorrow relief, but relief creep heart with the early comfy part of father softly sinking. Under sheltering sighs, the group stirs its floor, outside its streams convincing, sacred with the piercing song of August. Hostilities return, shattered in their possession. Shatter the solitary tip, solstice private arc against the palm of mother breathed again. Sat down desk amongst listenings and loaves become crumb drinking on that eye. Went on muttering as mutterings could, she heaved gruff sods, heard guns, creative writing sounding the gazelles, so pious and clever, there we shall unbend, draw near to listen, though we'll never win deeply the cry of these insects stuck to their air. Ego the seat of my eye, my long time scattered books bounding, and in the distance no longer that blissful balm, the cicada haze sinking, summer home strange.
must have been at this junction a quarter hour now. Not a single vehicle could possibly edge forward any closer, not without the smooching of bumpers that would usually eventuate an auto attorney. I've been watching the lights turn in my favor, then against me over and over, flicking through the stations, as the same news story blares out about the arrest of Cliff Richards. How the increasingly unhinged centenarian plowed his Suzuki sidecar and passenger into the central barrier of the Louis II tunnel in Monaco, smashing them to smithereens as he sped into the narrow tunnel pursued by the shadows. Not those ones. The shadows that hunt. The shadows that judge. Such was the repeated refrain delivered from Richard's heavily plumbed-up hospital bed during the press statements, video hearings, and inevitable Christmas number one. The holiday money spinner titled The Sidecar Was Full of Baby Plastic Hammers, a blatant lie as attested by the courts but ignored by the public, is contractually bound to play after each news report about the case. It's repetitious and discordant, and it's on every FM station. I cut the power, but little seems to change, as the sounding of horns has now reached the kind of Brahmsian cacophony that tends to send driving shoes onto asphalt. Car doors resting at various degrees of apprehension, chiming reminders tempering the evening's din. And that's exactly what's happening with me now. I become one of those drivers as I leave the air-conditioned sanctity of my Mazda and stride toward the lights. I'm not the first to discover the man causing the holdup. A couple in matching Argyle golf vests is trying to reason with him, where he lies with his cheek on the ground, his face pressed against the nearside tire of his discovery, nose nuzzling into the thick tread. Come on, buddy, they're saying. Up you get. There's no need to be like that. Give me your arm, come on. One of them attempts a tug at his shin, only to be kicked away as his legs flap in minor tantrum. You'll have to scrape me off with a pace blade, he shrieks. I'm gonna crush my nut with this beast. The whole sorry scene reminds me of those pap shots of John Travolta, inexplicably found sleeping face down outside a semi-detached Surrey townhouse, head lodged under a bouncy castle. He was there about 72 hours before anyone noticed and slung him in a cab to the emergency room, but he never truly recovered from the concussion. This ain't gonna work anyway. The handbrake's on. No, it's not, the man barks. There's a gallon bottle of root beer on the brake pedal is all. I shook it up like crazy while waiting at red and then opened it just a crack. 
It's been slowly gushing out, and when the bottle's about half empty, it'll be too light to keep the pedal depressed. The foot brake will release and the car will roll over me. I know, because that's what happened last time, before the shadows came for Hank. Before I can process what he's saying, I hear a faint hiss as the SUV slowly banks towards us, crushing the skull of the man in the road like a snail under a child's gym shoe. feel imprisoned by touch. Come to think of it, the whole surface of my skin is stung by a constant sensitivity to air, clothes, temperature, or the bubblings underneath. Too hot, too cold, all of it ouchy, and everything in between, all of it burning, however subtle. My trousers stretch over my knee, awareness darts up the thigh and down to the feet. Oh, the whole mass is crawling with sensation. And what about all the other sensitivities? Ones that come away from the boundaries of flesh. Why, they aren't even capable of comprehending such felicity bathed in sufferance. Indifferent to whether things are hard or soft, there or not there. Not even aware of all this, no more of a concern than a fly swatted in our sleep is to us. And these damn dogs we keep getting, these family pets. 
eagerly picking up the baton dropped from the mouth of the last one as it slopped into death. I've absolutely no idea what round we're on with them. Makes me wonder, is there a baton in my mouth? If there is, I imagine the supposed recipient hand in pockets looking furtively around for witnesses, then kicking it under the hedge. No doubt sidling off with a whistle and renewed vigour. <laughs>